Hey everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a podcast about reclaiming the place of priority relationship is providentially intended to hold in your life. You know, we live in a world where community is far too often pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things, but the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As believers, we have the choice to prioritize connection in our life every day and to live face to face with God and people. In this show, I'll be number one, sharing research which supports the importance of relationship, number two, giving you tools to help you improve your interpersonal connections, and number three, sharing writings that I have done in the past on the importance of community. It is my sincere hope that the content presented in this podcast equips you to better serve and love others. To access my past and future articles, subscribe to my YouTube channel or purchase a copy of my books, visit homeschoolerponderings.blogspot.com. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 43 of the Restoring Report podcast. Super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today. As always, I'm going to be reading an article from psychologytoday.com called The Myth of Toxic Masculinity. You're going to get my first impression of this article. Uh, I never read it before. I did skim through it a little bit just to see if it was something that we'd be uh, interested in showing on the show, and I think it definitely will be based on the title headings and the words, the keywords that I caught throughout the article. So uh, super excited to get into that with you guys. But before I do, really huge, big announcement that I've got for you guys today. Big, big, big announcement. Uh, we are, the Restoring Report podcast is about to do its first merch drop here in a couple weeks. Um, so that's super exciting. Um, and the even more exciting part about that is that you guys are going to have access to that for absolutely nothing free uh, if you are a subscriber of the show. And that's the only way you're actually going to have access to that merch. So actually, how it's going to work is as soon as I get that shipment in while supplies last, every person who subscribes is going to get this merch for absolutely nothing. Um, it'll just be your kind of an extra piece of incentive for you to subscribe to the show. Um, again, these are baseball caps with the Restoring Report logo on them. I'll post pictures all over social media as soon as they come in, but I, I think you guys are really going to like them. Uh, they're done. They're done well. And I'm super excited to give those, give you guys access to those. As a podcaster, as a content creator, I've actually never done a merch drop before. So this is my first one, uh, looking to see how it goes. And again, all you have to do to get access to those for absolutely free to get your own um, official restoring report hat is to uh, subscribe to the show for five for for four ninety nine a month. It's only five dollars, guys. Um, and again, what that does is it not only gives you access to the hat, but it also gives you um, access to twice the content. If you're paying for episodes, you're getting twice the amount of content that. Um, comes out for free. So basically, um, you've got all, access to all my spoken word poetry pieces. You guys hear me uh, talk about those in the ads for the show. You've got access to extra readings, extra interviews, extra um, any, anything that I put out extra. Uh, and again, those come out on Sundays. Wednesdays are our free uh, non-subscriber episodes, and then Sundays are our subscriber episodes. So seriously consider doing that if you're interested in merch, and if you're also in interested in supporting this show financially, uh, particularly by buying yourself extra content. Um, we really appreciate it. So let's go ahead and get into this article today. Again, the title is The Myth of Toxic Masculinity, uh, and the subtitle is Personal Perspective. The Desirability of Masculinity Depends on How You Define It. So far, I definitely agree with what has been said there. <clears throat> Key points. Let's go ahead and read this. This is kind of an overview of the article. Uh, again, this article is written by, I don't think I said this, is written by Michael Carson, PhD, um, for Psychology Today. <clears throat> the term to toxic masculinity usually refers to a paranoia, sociopath sociopathy, and malignant, malignant narcissism or self 
righteous vindictiveness. That's a lot of big words. <clears throat> Traits are as common in women as in men, although in men they may be more likely to be expressed as physical violence. Uh, definitely true there for sure. I know Jordan Peterson, a highly respected um, psychologist, even has a personality study out that I actually haven't taken yet. Would like to take that on the show. Um, but he talks about how men are natural aggressors and women are more agreeable. And both of those qualities have good things that come out of them. Um, but that when they, um, break, when those qualities are broken, um, they, they harm people in different ways. Um, so that's definitely true. Men, when they're, when their aggression, when their natural strength breaks, it becomes physical violence. Um, to blame something, back to the article, to blame something like violence simply on a person's maleness is inaccurate and reveals bias. Uh, children, regardless of gender, gender, should be raised to own, accept, and master their own aggression rather than hate it. <clears throat> very good points. So it sounds like he's very much in line with Jordan Peterson. Um, because, guys, aggression does have a very good point in today's society. Uh, it's what, as for me, it's what has allowed me to do all the things that I've done before I've turned even 25. I mean, without that drive, without a, that aggression, without that um, that energy, uh, that both physical, mental, emotional, all those things enable me to do a lot. And uh, th that can be used for good or bad. It can be used for good or bad things. I can devote that energy, that aggression, uh, to good or bad things. I really passionately attack things that I, that have harmed me in the past on this show, uh, in my, in my own life with my friends, in my own life with my family. I, I really come down hard on things that have harmed me and that I believe harm others. And that's one way that aggression can be channeled for something good, protecting other people, uh, preventing harm from happening in the future, attacking these really, really evil things. It's when that is it is distorted and twisted into something else and misdirected that it becomes a problem that it can hurt people. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and start the article. Those are the key points. The lead article in APAs, I believe that stands for American Psychological, Psych Psychological Association, I think, um, flagship journal this month, calls for a redefining of masculinity from what it calls hegemonic masculinity, meaning toxic masculinity, to something more, well, feminine. <laughs> okay, interesting. Oppression and violence are blamed on toxic masculinity, and boys, according to the article, should be raised in relationships of empathy, mutuality, and empowerment. Um, all those are very female adjectives, I would say. I would just like to note out here. Um, empowerment, kind of, kind of male. I mean, they could all be male. All males need to have those things, but again, those are feminine, natural strengths. Uh, let's get back to the article. No, they don't mean sports teams, dojos, or the military, although it's unclear why not, since those organizations certainly provide relationships of that sort. What they mean is that boys should be less, you know, boyish. <clears throat> Examining the definition of masculinity. The desirability of masculinity, like anything else, depends on how you define it. If you think it means beating up defenseless victims, and I get this distinct impression that this is how APA sees masculinity, then it seems like a bad thing. If you mean standing up for what's right, it's a little harder to see how there can be too much of that. Very good. Very good point there. Uh, and I just, what shocks me here initially is that the American Psycho Psychology Association, if that's what APA stands for, which I believe it does, is suggesting they should understand that. They should understand that the male strengths are different from the female strengths and that the male strengths are not bad unless they become broken. But what I would say is the lack of father in the home, uh, broken families growing up, um, that's a huge problem a huge cause of uh, boys you know doing these dysfunctional things when they get older it's not because of they they're they're bad as men it's because they're broken because they were not raised by a man um often is is the case <clears throat> 
Um, so it just shocks me that the American Psychology Association is blaming their nature, it seems like, rather than their uh, the way they've been nurtured, rather than, than the way they've been uh, raised. Um, very shocking to me. <clears throat> Hi guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen listen to. And now, without further ado, let's get back to the episode. Here's one description of masculinity from my detective novel, Little Things. <clears throat> I have provided for my family. I like being right, and I like sex. I'm proud of my success, and I don't feel guilty about other people's suffering unless I caused it. I think it's more important to be funny than to be tender. I don't think you hurt my feelings is a valid argument. <laughs> okay, interesting. Uh, hmm. When people talk about toxic masculinity, they don't mean masculinity at all. Usually they mean paranoia, sociopathy, and malignant narcissism, or some form of self-righteousness, self-righteous vindictiveness. These are as common in women as in men, although in men, th these ills are more likely to be expressed as physical violence, though still at a low rate. <clears throat> but to blame the violence on the male... On the maleness, rather than, say, the paranoia of the perpetrator, is like blaming robbery and murder on the scene of... the and murder on the race of the perpetrator. Very good point. When faced with the image of a school shooter, if you hate men, you see a man. If you like men, you see a paranoid person. <laughs> Very good. If you hate black people and look at a violent crime data, a disproportionate number of robberies, robberies and murders are committed by black people. You see a race when you look at, when you look at perpetrators rather than rage. Very good. Very good article. Um, he's pointing out some great issues here about basically seeing behind the person. Uh, you don't see uh, you don't see the person or an entire group of people as less than. Instead, you see that uh, that event as the result of a person who has grown up um, without things that humans absolutely need. And when they don't have those things, you're not going to grow up well. You're going to be dysfunctional. You're going to be paranoid. You you could be a sociopath. Um, Guys, when, when these, all of everything that you've heard happen in the past, I don't even know how long, all these shootings, all these horrible incidences, every time there's a, a, something of unspeakable violence, I guarantee you, I have not even looked at the numbers, but I guarantee you with every fiber of my being that every single one of those men who acted in that dysfunctional way grew up in a broken home. They grew up where a mother and father were, a mother or father was not present probably father they didn't know they didn't learn how to be a man they grew up in a um just brokenness absolute brokenness a, a marriage that had fallen apart that had been shredded at the seams and produced this child who is now uh basically not provided with an aim they're aimless they have no target uh, they have no example no role model and we expect them somehow to grow up well and that is um just a huge problem just a huge problem again 
a healthy whole marriage, a healthy whole family is what is going to save the world. According to one of my favorite therapists, Danny Silk, uh, he's a believer. He's uh, just hugely, hugely impactful. And if you guys have not checked out Danny Silk, he is hugely impactful in the realm of just raising your family according to God's design and just uh, protecting connection with them, keeping things healthy, because that is what is going to prevent messes like this. That's how God designed the world to work. God designed the world to work as a healthy, whole, uh, and healthy, whole functional family units, um, family dynasties even. And when those fall apart, when the, when the family is no, the, it's the, it's supposed to be the safe haven. When that safe haven is gone, uh, we start producing, you know, sociopaths basically as a culture and worse, you know, people who, um, cannot empathize, people who, uh, have problem, even if they don't go out and harm other people, they're living miserable lives because they're making poor decision after poor decision after poor decision because they didn't have a role model. They weren't taught how to live, uh, as an adult in today's culture. So, um, just again, I would hugely encourage you to check out his work, Danny Silk, Loving on Purpose. Uh, he wrote a book called Keep Your Love On. He's written actually several books. Uh, he has a life academy for people. He does relational coaching, um, all kinds of amazing things. Check out Danny, Danny Silk, Loving on Purpose. Uh, they're on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, you can get access to everything that he does there. Again, um, super, super impressed with his work. We share like probably half the quotes that we share on the Restoring Report Instagram and Facebook page are from Danny Silk. It just, he's got so many good quotes, he's got years of experience. I think he started out as a social worker and through there he probably saw all the dysfunctional families, uh, the results of dysfunctional families and decided to become a counselor, a family, marriage and family therapist. Um, so definitely check out his work. We 100% like I will back like anything he says, like I guarantee you I will back like 99. Nine 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 percent of what he says, like he's just so good. Um, so let's go ahead and get back to the article here. <clears throat> Masculinity is a good thing in both men and women, but is not well suited to every situation. But that is not the fault of masculinity any more than it is the fault of negotiation, rationality, or democracy that they are not well suited to every situation. You wouldn't call it toxic democracy when a majority rule in insufficiently pro- protects the right of the minority good point. Instead, you might call it a problem with humanity, a species that tends to abuse and exploit power in any group or individual that has it. Very, very good. See, it's a really, it's misdiagnosing the problem. This goes back to a lot of what I think my disagreements with people are uh, on just uh, so many things. They're misdiagnosing the problem. They're not going to the root issue and they're, they're, they're chopping up weeds that will grow back. Um, and again, the root issue in a lot of these cases is a healthy whole family, which is why we're so dedicated on this show to protecting marriage. And here's another thing. I'll guarantee you that none of those people who have done this horrible things, none of those men, none of them are married. None of them have pursued that as a goal. None of them have directed their passion to that. None of them have devoted themselves to becoming a, a outstanding husband for the future wife. None of them have. None of them have because that's not the goal. And when they when you take away that goal, men are are designed to zone in on one thing and pursue it with their whole being. And when they don't have that, when you take away the goal of marriage from the younger generation, um, they're, they're open to anything, that anything can become their new goal, even things that shouldn't be. So again, that's what, another reason I think it's hugely important for us to raise children to be future husbands and wives. That's an awesome way to think. If you're thinking of raising kids that way, that is an awesome way to think. If you're talking to your kids saying, this is this is preparation for your future marriage. Like me and mom are married say that to your kids, like me and mom are married, you're one day going to have what we have now. And we want you to be uh, pursuing a health and wholeness in that area. Um, even when you're little, even when you're little, you can never start too young by uh, preparing, teaching, teaching men to be gentlemen, teaching men to value what matters. You can't start too young there. 
Madison wrote, If men were angels, no government would be necessary. If angels were to govern men, neither external nor internal controls on gov- government would be necessary. Very good quote. I should I should share that quote, man. That's so good. If you hate democracy, you might call the problem of protecting the minority toxic democracy. And you might suggest that democracy could learn something from dictatorships. If you love democracy, self-rule, you might remind people that according to our founding document, the whole purpose of government is to secure our natural rights. Another example, wokeness is about waking up to justice. The article in question is wokest. It's about perpetuating further injustice on a class of people perceived as privileged, in this case by attributing bad behavior by some members of the class to all members of the class. You wouldn't call similar efforts toxic wokeness. You'd say they have nothing to do with wokeness, and they're yet another example of using power and hate for social and political advantage. Currently in psychology, it seems to be culturally allowed that even expected and even expected to hate men and therefore to blame all ills perpetuated by men on masculinity and to attribute the capacity to perpetuate similar ills to all men. Or, intersectionally speaking, organized psychology blames straight, white, cisgendered, able-bodied men for what's wrong with the world. And yet here's an interesting fact hidden among the memes about men making rules about women's bodies. A court composing, composed of nine men, eight of them white, and as far as we know straight, cisgendered, and able-bodied, create created or discovered a right to privacy for women over their own bodies by a 7-2 to vote in the case of Roe v. Wade. Um, interesting. Implications for child rearing. What are the implications for child rearing? No, don't raise children. <clears throat> implications for child rearing. What are the implications for child rearing? No, don't raise children to hate their own aggression. Instead, teach them to own it, accept it, and master it. You know, like masculine people do. That is just an awesome way. Uh, he's wrapping up the article here, I believe. Um, awesome way to um, just, again, not misdiagnose the problem. Uh, males are aggressive for a reason. They are designed to have strengths that females don't. When you take uh, men little tiny men in training and you raise them to basically surrender their own nature um, in favor of something not defined and not give them another even <laughs> a lot of times we're not giving them the qualities of men we're just saying you can't have your own qualities as a man of we're not giving them the qualities of women we're just saying you can't have these qualities that men have naturally and not giving them something else i mean we're just leaving again a blind generation a generation that has no idea who they are we're raising a generation who doesn't um understand what it means to be a man and if you guys are interested in um again looking for resources for your future families um for helping boys grow up to know who they are i would recommend brave co it's an organization started by uh, Jay Valton. Awesome organization, really for geared towards older, uh, not older men, but men who are finding out who they are as they're older, not necessarily younger. But it would be an awesome thing to do with, you know, your teenagers or something. Again, that's years from now. I'm sure they'll be doing a lot more than they are now. Um, so just highly recommend them. You can find them on social media as well. I recommend like everything <laughs> Jason Valentin says as well. Awesome, awesome individual. Has an awesome story. Comes up with some of the best uh, wisdom in tiny snippets that I've ever seen. Um, just overall awesome organization. Brave Co. That's called Brave Co. again. Um, let's see here. 
Don't overly tie masculinity and femininity to whether the child is a boy or a girl. Many boys are more feminine than many girls, and many girls are more masculine than many boys. The same is true for other mistakenly sex-coded attributes such as shyness, height, sexual attractions, and sport enthusiasm. Finally, and most importantly, stop telling kids how special they are and emphasize instead how special they are to you. The more kids feel good about being ordinary, the less they will be the less likely they will be to aggrandize themselves, villainize others or exploit others to compensate for the ubiquitous sense that they are not as special as they think they are supposed to be. Uh, Very interesting. I would say just there to that last point, you know, raising a child saying basically this is how special you are to me again uh, communicates that love and care and affection from parent to child that is so needed uh, in today's culture. I was fortunate enough to grow up in a home where I had two present love and caring parents who gave me basically every single ounce of everything that I needed. Of course, no parent is perfect, but um, I ha- I was I was looked after, and that's just awesome to uh, have a generation. I believe, guys, we can do this. The younger generation, the Gen Z, uh, are going to make great parents. We are going to make great parents, guys. We can do this. Um, we have unique gifts, just like every generation before us. Um, we have unique struggles, just like every generation before us. There are problems that we have. There are strengths that we have. But I believe we can look research. We can learn from mentors. We can learn from people who are ahead of the curve. We can learn from the generation ahead of us. Uh, we can glean all the wisdom that we can possibly get from everything they say, and we can implement that in our future parenting. Guys, we're going to have awesome marriages. We're going to have awesome uh, parenting lives. We're going to raise an awesome generation uh, behind us. So I'm really, really excited, guys. I don't want to ever seem like somebody who's uh, doom and gloom about the future in regards to what the next generation is going to be. Guys, we definitely have... Uh, hope we definitely have what it takes. We just need to actually uh, take responsibility, um, start pursuing the right things, start valuing the right things, uh, stop letting distraction get in the way of what truly matters. Stop letting, um, you know, our personal achievement, our our work lives, our social status become more important to us than our own marriages and our own families. And we need to actually reinstate marriage and family as a goal that needs to be pursued by the whole, generally the whole. Uh, populace in this country, excluding a few people who are gifted with singleness. Again, um, it really, the marriage and family really need to be something that we are raising kids to pursue and that we ourselves are pursuing with every ounce and fiber of our beings. If we would like to see more positive results, less sociopaths, less, um, men acting out in ways that they shouldn't in, in, a, in a, across the board, anything you can think of that a man can do uh, wrong, it's going to be devastating. Probably because men again are natural aggressors. So when they act out dysfunctional behavior, they're, they're, it's usually in things violent. And that again, that's a huge problem. And to prevent that, we need to reinstate healthy whole, uh, marriages and families to raise these kids. Um, that's how, that's how you're going to actually impact the problem. It's not going to be by uh, slamming masculinity. It's not going to be by saying all men are garbage. It's not going to be by just putting all over social media that some men are garbage. I mean, that's fine. That's a natural reaction. I get it. But if you're actually interested in fixing the problem, um, and again, that's a problem that humans are broken. I don't know if it'll ever be wholly fixed, but we can definitely improve. And the way to improve there is what I'm arguing is is through healthy whole marriages and families. That's how you're going to 
uh, give men a target with the, for their passion. Uh, that's how you're going to produce uh, the future generation of men who will know how to treat women, who will know how to treat others, who will know how to treat other men, who will um, think of them, other people before they think of themselves. Um, that's the that's how they're going to get those things is through healthy marriages and families. So I hope you guys have really enjoyed this article. I have as well. Had several favorite parts. Loved how he talked about um, the uh, toxic masculinity not being something that is innate. Um, men are not uh, toxic. That it is. If you see a toxic man, that is a sociopath or a um, someone who's having problems. It's you cannot project that onto the rest of mankind. That it's not a masculine characteristic. Aggression, uh, passion. Um, those are ma- masculine characteristics. Uh, those are, again, those have great, useful purposes. Those are good things. It is when those are twisted and abused that those become bad things. Um, so this has just been a really awesome article altogether. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you'd like to know, see or hear more of these articles in the future, uh, reach out and let me know. Reach out and let me know what you thought of this article. As always, we're super, super excited to hear from you guys about the content we're putting out. Again, remember... Uh, the merch drop that we've got coming up. If you guys would like to get access, free access to the Restoring Report official hats, you have got to be a subscriber to the show. And if you are, those are going to be absolutely free to you while supplies last. Okay, so just want to remind you guys of that. Subscribe to the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.